You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Hi. We're back. We're back. What episode are we on now? This is episode 133. Holy crap. We've actually done a lot of shows, you know? So every once in a while when I'm like, we haven't done many lately or whatever, then I got to kind of look back at, we've actually done a lot. 133 Mm -hmm. shows Mm -hmm. is a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of podcasts would be happy if they could actually get this far. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. We're doing our best. Yep. And the word's still spreading. So Yeah. And it's all about the journey, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree too. We have a good time doing it. So. Yep. And I think that's the most important thing, you know. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. So so this is, yes, episode 133 of Real Crime. Somebody's got their phone on still. Who is it? Not me. <gasps> Keep hearing dinging. Ding dong. It wasn't. Phones off, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, turn. just so everybody knows, my federal income tax was accepted. Woohoo! Oh, so. well, that's good then. Yeah, I get $2 back. <laughs> I wish oh. I was being funny about that. I actually get $2 back. <laughs> all that mileage, though. You'd all think, that mileage, I would think that you'd be getting I a had 7000 in deductions, and I'm getting $2, $2 back. That's, I'm not surprised. I, uh, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. The new tax laws are fun. Yeah, I haven't done mine yet because I'm a little bit scared you to should actually be. do it. It's terrifying. So. Luckily, I've got a lot of kids and about 30,000 miles to write off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't have the kids. Yeah. I, I wish I had the dependents because then I would, I would have, that would have been much prettier. Now all you have are depends. Yeah. Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> getting there. All right. Uh, so this is episode, what did I say? 133. 133. Yeah. 133. Wow. It's like we're paying attention in your Yeah, room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. So who are our sponsors now? So our sponsors are um, Rudy's Matador Martial Arts. Of course. So he's still on board as a sponsor. And cool. then, of it's course, project- Rudy Gars is amazing. Yeah, Rudy's awesome. He's a cool guy. Hi, Rudy. And then uh, Flint Institute of Arts. Of course. I, they kicked me out. They did? They? they kicked me out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't been on the podcast. What'd pa- you do? It's been so long since I've been on the podcast. <laughs> They're like, you know oh. what? Like, we don't want you here anymore. You're not. You're not. You're not part of real crime anymore. So. Maybe you can move back in. Maybe I can. Maybe maybe they'll let me back into the janitor's closet for a few days. They'll be like, hey. Hey, hey Trevor. you're cool again. Hey. <gasps> Trevor just broke the mic. Trevor is breaking shit. <laughs> there you go. Should be good. Is it threading? Yep. Okay, there of we go. Course. So of course. I we, got this. We fixed the technical difficulties already. <laughs> <laughs> no stress. Um, and then, of course, uh, projectorscreen.com. Of course. Yeah. And they gave Trevor a tent to pitch at they did. the Flint Institute of Arts. In, so. in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that we can get like some... Uh, I'm hoping we can get some like retail marijuana sponsors. That would be know? amazing. Oh, be cool. we, 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 could, we could start looking into them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we could probably get some. Yeah. Maybe test some product out on the show. Well, you guys can. We're going to need some samples. I'm still samples. 420 free. Yeah. We're going to yeah. need some samples there. Oh, I know somebody. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like I said, that'll that'll be you guys testing the samples. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> Get some awesome gummy bears. 
Mm-hmm. There the you show. go. Mm-hmm. And I will I, I will happily watch that live stream and giggle. I was oh, going to yeah. say, we should do the live stream and, and we could be like quizzed on trivia and see how, how well we do. I, yeah. I, actually, I would volunteer to come in and be the one who quizzes you guys. Okay. Oh, I we would, should do a game show night. That would be hilarious. That would be hysterical. Yeah. Get everybody high and Let's then do, do a tri- a, and, we, and do yeah. a high trivia. High yeah. trivia. Yeah. <laughs> movie so trivia. I have. I I even have a horror movie trivia game at home yeah. that I can bring. Okay. Yeah, I got I got a bunch of movie trivia games. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure between the, between all of yeah. us, I'm pretty sure that we can we can be okay on 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 that. <laughs> I'm doing some more shares here. Of course you are, because that's what we do. Share, share away. Yep, share, 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 and share alike. Do we have any good news this week? Yeah, so that, in that news man. this week, yeah, Matt Reeves oh. uh, debuted the Batmobile today. Oh. And, of course, you know, there's backlash. You know, with everything, there's always backlash. Of course. <laughs> Batmobile. Like, Dude, no. it, 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 it yeah. looks like the most badass Batmobile charger ever. version of, like, muscle car Bat- Batmobile. It's... I love it. It's very 1966 Batman without being kitschy, you know? Yeah. And it just, like, he's going full, like, Batman noir yeah. with this thing. Yeah. It seems like Batman, like, something that's actually practical. Yeah. So, that some dude was like, let's make the parts for this, you know? And, like, they build their, the freaking Batmobile in the Batcave. It's and, not like a tumbler where it's, like, this weird military prototype Stuff. Which I was fine with that too, but I think with what we're getting now, it's just going to be more Batman, Batman. I think so. Although was, I'm still disappointed that they won't put him in a cloth costume. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know like the costume on. either. I, I didn't like the look of it at all. The the car, I was a little surprised to see how it looked. I was expecting something like the like military looking yeah, thing, yeah. based on how the. The, the costume look. Yeah, the yeah. The costume is like freaking paramilitary yeah, body armor. I really armor. didn't like it. I don't like the way the cowl looks or anything. I, really, I like the cowl from certain I angles. I really hate it, to be honest. From certain angles, the cowl looks great. Yeah? Yeah. But I think we'll part, find out. When it's on film, it might look a lot different. I though. don't expect to like it, though, because they don't... I mean, the way that they make the Batman movies and, and all the comic movies are not... My, they're not your cup of tea. Yeah, it's just not my aesthetic and the things I like. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for you to see New Mutants. Yeah, I think that that might be the 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 superhero movie that converts you. I mean, I, think, I, 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 think. I don't dislike all of them. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. And I liked Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Wonder Woman movie was okay. I, I just recently just watched the uh, trailer for the new one, and I got like mm-hmm. I got choked up over that. But Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's my my favorite, you oh, know I that. Can't wait so, for the new Wonder Woman. Um, did you... it doesn't even have to be good. I like that. <laughs> I, that's like the one. I, her and She Hulk are like the probably two characters who like it does, the movie doesn't have to be like perfect or what I yeah. I, I, do not, I don't have any expectations. Yeah, the She Hulk series is sounding like they're gonna be take it seriously and have fun with it. Yeah. Well, by seriously, I mean do it no. as the funny as the funny. No, She-Hulk. I always had my idea for what I would do for a She-Hulk show. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's what they did. I'm hoping they do it as a lawyer drama. That's what I thought. Well, I, I thought, well, I won't get into it now, but I had like a yeah. whole like idea for, for a <laughs> LA TV Law show. with She-Hulk? Pretty much. <laughs> I would be so but down But set that. In, that orig- in the time of the uh, original comic, okay. like 1979, 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That'd she's be, like dealing cool. with like 
the way, the actual way, like, you know, some pigs would be about, yeah. you know, a female lawyer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially a six foot eight. Well, she wasn't always, at that point, she went back and forth. That's right. She did. She did. She could, yeah. she could be, be herself. That's right. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Did, okay. We off topic We're one getting, more time. Yeah. Did you watch the Legion TV show? No. God, I think you might really like that too. It's more like psychological horror, yeah, than it is anything. It's not a superhero show at all. Yeah, and it's brilliant, and it's really off that um, Bill Sienkiewicz art style uh-huh. of of that character, mm-hmm. and it really is the darkest. It and the boys are probably the two darkest superhero anything. Yeah, the I've boys seen. is really good. I think you might like the boys too. The yeah, bo- I've been hearing good stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, back to news. Talking about boys, the Lost Boys pilot is back on for the CW, and it just looks like it's going to be Drek. Like, they're modernizing it, and they're turning it into, like, a, you know, like, teenage drama a la CW kind of thing, and it, I'm just not turned on by this idea. Hopefully the kids like it. That's, I I was going to say, I don't think we're the target for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we have our Lost Boys. We, we, and we're pretty freaking set in our ways yeah. for what the Lost Boys is. So this has got to be aimed at a whole other market. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem That's I have is, why does it have to be the Lost Boys? Then can't you just make it something else? If you're concept, changing everything, concept about wise, it. Yeah. Lost Boys is brilliant, and I yeah. think if they went too close to the concept. Maybe that they'd get sued. Up. The, they'd get sued the hell out of. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in other news, we posted uh, they're releasing Hot Toys is releasing Mandalorian toys now. Yeah. They did uh, new tro- uh, Stormtrooper and the Death Trooper, and the Death Trooper is Gorgeous. amazing looking. Yeah, well, dude, Hot Toys has never made a bad looking toy. Yep. And then in other sci-fi news, this week Simon Pegg said he's not really sure about the status of Star Trek Four. And that most of the cast from the Kelvin timeline, J.J. Abrams rebooted universe, Mm -hmm. that most of them are not really that excited excited to come back um, due to the death of Anton Yelchin. And they just he kind of said it was like a family before. And now they have removed a family member due to his passing. And it would just be a pretty major one. Yeah, very, and what would they do? I mean, when they essentially just, you not, know, Chekhov's not in, in this story? Yeah, that's, or, what, that's what they were talking about, is that they were just going, they weren't going to replace him, that they weren't mm-hmm. going to bring in a new Chekhov, that Good, they were that just going to have no Chekhov, which... He could be on an away mission. It's still kind of, like, hokey, though, because the whole time you're watching yeah. it, you know. You know. You, you know. know that he's dead. Yeah. And, and he was and such a central character. Be, yeah, and then what are they going to do, kill a character off? That, God, that would, they better yeah. not. It's, Can you imagine fan uproar if they killed off Anton Yelchin's character? Yeah. Whew. It would have been like if they had killed Leia in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. that's too you much. Know. That's too much. Yeah. I'm not too disappointed by that anyway, to be honest. And then uh, Call of the Wild, the yeah. uh, Harrison Ford starring feature film, took like a major hit at the box office. I know it was like $50 million plus. It did not do but well everything is taking all. a hit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think nothing's so. doing well right now. Well, when you advertise a movie with a CGI dog, it kind of <laughs> takes oh, away. That, that dog was I not pretty. See, I mean, I, <laughs> I saw the trailer. I kind of wanted to see that movie. I want to see the movie because I love the book. Yeah. I love the book. Yeah, it's a classic. 
It's a total classic. <sighs> but that CGI dog, I don't want a dog that interacts with me fake. I know what dogs look like. Mm. They should have just like put Chewbacca in there instead. Like CGI <laughs> Chewbacca. Might as well. Call of the Wookiee. <laughs> All right. And then uh, today, unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the coronavirus, James Bond, No Time to Die, has been pushed back seven months. That's fine. Yikes. Yeah. Because they don't want to end up with a box office loss. Yep. And they think people are going to start staying out of public places. So. Because people are starting to stay out of public places. Yeah. And unfortunately, this James Bond movie has been kind of cursed from the get go day one. Danny Boyle left the project. They scrapped the entire script. They had to recast, do all kinds of crazy shit. So, Mm. yeah. So whatever. It's not the worst things that have ever happened to a Bond movie, but no, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's about it for news for this week. And then uh, the only new movie we have this week, I believe, is Onward. Which Dana went to the doesn't, screening. Doesn't uh, Ben Affleck's new movie come out this week? Oh, yeah, The Way Back. I yeah, think that might yeah. be out this yeah. week. I that looks see, really good. I want to see Onward. Yeah. I'm dying to see Onward. It looks really cute. Dana saw it last night. Review is ready to go. It's in yeah. the chamber, so we'll post that tomorrow. So make sure you check out the movie sleuth for that. All right. Let's get to suggested viewings. I'm going to suggest a very obvious one this week, a movie that I'm absolutely in love with and that I will definitely see again this weekend, The Invisible Man. Mm. It is the best horror movie probably of the last four or five years, and it's a very smart thriller. It You just got to see it. If you're a fan of Upgrade and Lee Wanell's other work, which we know... Upgrade was flipping awesome. Upgrade's probably my favorite yeah. movie of the last like three years. Yeah. So uh, you have got to see The Invisible Man. It is really good. It was made on a tight budget. It was like seven, between seven and nine million dollars. Why does Lee Vanell keep getting the smallest budgets? It's like because he, he can work with it. He can true, work within the confines true. of a small budget and true. make a phenomenal film. Yeah. So I think you know. Yeah, yeah, why why give give him a big budget when he can do great stuff with a little one and make a lot more money? Exactly. It it quadrupled its budget in the first weekend. Good. Good. So, That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mara, what's yours? All right, I've been kind of laying low. I haven't been watching many movies lately or shows. Um, but the one thing I have been keeping up with this year is Curb Your Enthusiasm. This new season has been hilarious. I, I've been a fan of Larry David since the beginning and wasn't too hot on the previous season he did, but this one's really, really good. Very funny. I have never seen any of it. Really? Never. I need to. I want to. Yeah. And it's, it's not for lack of, of interest. It's literally for lack of getting to it. Do you like Seinfeld? Sometimes. Yeah, and here's the thing is I'm not like I'm not a huge fan of Seinfeld. I'm not I don't hate it, but I'm just I It was don't know. okay. Yeah. Um but I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. Larry David is just a he very is a brilliant writer. Yeah, he's just a you know, he's just a lovable like jerk for yeah. the, for lack of a better term. He's a lovable and, curmudgeon. Yeah, and the way that he like what you say about writer, the way he kind of uh kind of spins the the tail uh, of whatever the you know the half hour episode seems yeah. to be about, it always comes around. There's yeah. like these little details at the beginning of the episode, and it's just a little tiny setup, and then like 
this chain and of events off. happens and it, oh. it, it'll end with the payoff yeah oh okay. and some of them you just don't you, you can't see from a mile away yeah. you're just like and it just hits you and it's so funny do you know where it's streaming um, it's on HBO right oh, now. Crap. I mean, you can watch the previous episodes on Prime right now, or the previous okay. uh, seasons. Not okay. the last, not the last one and the one they're on right now, but all the okay. other ones. All right. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I was I just came off a rewatch of the entire se- series. Like I, yeah. I was just you know kind of I'm missing Larry, so I put it on and then <laughs> just like good deadpan humor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. HBO is only I think like five ninety nine or something <clears throat> on Amazon Prime right now. It's pretty it is. Cheap. It is. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. But I'm waiting for their for their big service coming to come With out. Everything tied into one. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're doing DC Universe is all going in there and all that is gonna be part of one big package for like twelve bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Oh, yeah and one more thing about Kirby Enthusiasm. Richard Lewis is amazing on it. Especially really? this last season. Yeah. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. Oh, he's in I it. Loved he's, him. he's Larry's like best friend they went to camp together when they were kids that is, so they I, have I am this thinking the right richard lewis right the most neurotic man in the oh, yeah. history of yes. comedy okay yeah cool. they're great they're great man they, the way they bicker they're yeah. just like their chemistry is like they really are like you know childhood friends who went to camp together and everything although like, every time i hear his name all i can think of is i have a mole I know. Why did he, no one tell me I have a mole? <laughs> I love, he's great in that too. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, I, I guess my turn. I guess it's your turn. Um, so on DVD on Blu-ray last week or the week before, they finally put out Swamp Thing, the the DC Universe TV series. Hmm. It is the best horror television series I have ever seen. Really, ever. But then I hate American Horror Story, so I'm not. Me too. Not not a great. I could never make it through. I watched like the first episode, I've and watched, I just can't. I watched. I made it through the first I half of the, of the first it season. Just it's I just, just can't so do it. boring. Yeah. I liked the first season, and then the second season. By the time we got to the third, we were like, no, this. Sucks. I couldn't even make it like two thirds of the way through the first season of it. I'm like, I don't care anymore. And I really Kill thought, them. I really thought I'd be able to make it through the Lady Gaga season. And I just, I watched the first episode and I was like, this wasn't bad, but I just, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, she's a good actress. She's but, a really good actress. Yeah. But the, it's the topic of the show. I can't like it. Always feels like it's just all over the place. It's never focused. Like they yeah. try to cram Maybe in. Maybe that's as what much. it is. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. it's kind of like you don't feel. Like, I'm, I'm not drawn to go it's like back to it. Three storylines yeah. that aren't yeah. told very well. Yeah. That finally kind of come together at the end, but not very well. I don't know. So Swamp, but Swamp Thing. Thing, amazing body horror. Like it is some of was, the most disturbing stuff I've ever seen. Sorry to cut you off, but is is this like the one that was on last year, a couple mm-hmm. years ago? Last, this this last year. Yeah. It was like okay. in the fall yeah. of 2019 on the yeah. DC Universe. Yeah. Okay. And it only had one season. They got, they actually managed to get Adrian Barbeau to come back for a little bit of it. Um, it is dead on Alan Moore Swamp Thing plus horror, more horror. Mm-hmm. And it is actually scary. It is actually interesting. It is shot well, and it is mostly practical effects. So That's you cool. get a lot of great stuff going on in there. Cannot recommend it more. Ah, <sighs> so our topic this week: we're going deep. 
<laughs> we're gonna. We decided last week with the religious holidays that we were going to discuss films about God, and yeah. I think this is a very like this encompasses a lot of different ideas because God can either be just a being or God can be like the greater meaning of life. It can be like numerous things. So I think there's a very broad spectrum to this. Um, But, (laughs) you know, some of them are just straight up movies about God. Absolutely. In human form. I I know I have at least one. Yeah. I know the the first one I ever saw when I was a kid. That was mine too. It was a series of films starring George Burns is God. Yep. And it was, you know, Oh God... Oh God, oh God, book two, and, and oh then God, Oh God, you devil. You devil. Oh, and yeah. in Oh God, you devil, George Burns played God and and the devil, and they were twins, and the you know opposing ends of the spectrum. So and that was, was, and they were so charming. Yeah, they were sweet, good and, movies. It's it's so funny, like good I, natured. I yeah, there was nothing cynical about no. these films. You know, he was basically in each film, he was God basically coming to Earth, kind of almost like in a it's a wonderful life kind of way, coming yep. to the physical plane to help mm-hmm. humans get through some, you know, baseline drama. And John Denver was so good in the first one. Yeah. John Denver was in the first one. I can't remember who was in the second one. In the third one it was really George Burns. That was just a George Burns movie that had yeah. somebody co-starring with him. Yeah. And it's funny, too, like George Burns playing God. Mm-hmm. He was just he the was same. so good in Yeah, it. but he was just like the same guy all the time. Like, yeah. you know, very... The cigar. And... Cigar typecast, mm-hmm. but just very, very sweet movies. And I think those were out like 70, or late 70s, early 77 80s. 77 was the first one. Yeah. And then I think the second one was maybe 79 or 80. 80. And then the next one, 82? 84. Okay, so there was a little bit of space in between them. Yep. But those were some of the last films he did, too, I think. Uh, but either way, George Burns is God in three different no. movies. No. No? A lot more? Okay. His last movie was in 94, and it was Radioland Murders. Oh, Wow. I didn't yeah. remember that he was in that. I yeah. remember he did stuff in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, And then he died two years after that. Okay. At 100. Wow. Long career. But... Up until oh, I forgot Terry Gar. Terry Gar and Donald Pleasance were also in Oh God, by the way. That's right. Yeah. I forgot all about both of them being in it. Jeez. I love Terry Gar. Terry Gar in the 70s and 80s. I love... Uh, I still love her. Yeah. But... Yeah. Mom and Dad Saved the World is one of my favorite yeah, horrible movies. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's you know one version of god on film but obviously there's numerous other takes that we can have on that Mm -hmm. so what would you guys what somebody else take this take the floor now okay well you know i I really kind of struggled with this topic and i and i was i felt intimidated by it like it was out of my wheelhouse of because i usually typically kind of avoid i guess movies that are religious in nature me too that's why i picked it <laughs> interesting i mean so i did like yeah. it because it, it kind of forced me to think about different movies and it um i rewatched a couple movies mm-hmm. and um the one that i'm going to talk about now that i just 
oh my god, I rewatched it and I loved it even I think more than the last time I saw it is Contact. Oh yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's just a great study, a great story about faith. Yep. Uh, if nothing else. Mhm. And um I mean a story about faith from an atheist scientist. Yeah. Which is yeah. amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love I, I love that Sagan did it and yeah. I know, and that's that's a book that's been sitting on my shelf, by the way, since I saw that movie. Or I think I was like, no, I'm going to read the book, then I'll see the movie. And then eventually I was like, mm, I'm just going to watch the movie. <clears throat> but I want to read it. I'm, I'm it's sure it's it. an amazing novel because the movie, the story is so engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 over two hours long, and I'm really picky about movie, about length. I don't like, I get real nitpicky if you're over 90 minutes. If, if you're like 100 minutes... I start to get antsy. Two hours, it's got to be, like, the, the movie's got to be, like, I don't even know. It's got to be it. the Godfather. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so it works. It's so good. And I know a lot of people had, like, problems with it because I think they were expecting something very different when it mm-hmm. came out. Um, I, 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 I think that if you're one of those people and you saw it when it came out and you were mad because you were expecting – like more of like a spectacle, like a, a little green men type thing. Go back and and rewatch it. I think it still holds up. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing about it that like you kind of get cringy about. That was Jodie Foster, you know? right? Yeah. Yeah. And Matthew she McConaughey. Was so good in that movie. Yeah. So and was Matthew he. McConaughey was the minister, the pre, the the yeah the, he the was the or religious pre- minister. Yeah. yeah. Both of them, just such compelling performances mm-hmm. from both mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, he was one like kind of calling into question. The faith of the entire yeah story yeah. basically yeah he yeah. kind of balanced that her was character his, that out. was his purpose yeah yeah, yeah. he balanced yeah. her out he did and then and well I don't want to give it away but uh, it's so good and even like uh, I think it's old enough that we can be a little spoilery with it I think so too <laughs> you can you can spoil it it's totally fine <laughs> Mara has I this won't. Look like I don't want I'm it. not going to I <laughs> okay. won't do it you know okay because I because I studied film. And I got a bachelor's degree in film studies. And in film studies, spoilers are just not a thing. And, and the professor will just be like, oh, so by the way, here's the end scene of this movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. Got- oh, that not that fun? Yeah. I love so that. I'm like, so I'm, I'm extra <laughs> like militant about no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Because f- I, film school did the same thing. I had thing like, I think, I think it was French Connection. She shows the last scene of. <gasps> And I saw the what? last the last scene oh in Chinatown too, and I, it wasn't French. What? I think it was Chinatown. I can't remember. Maybe, Either way, that's maybe two both. amazing endings. Yeah, and they're ruined for you. Yeah, and I'm oh like, oh my god. Okay, well, I would have stormed out. of I'm kind of like far enough along now that maybe I can go watch Chinatown, but still, French Connection and, and Chinatown are both so freaking brilliant. Still, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, back to Contact. Yeah. There's Good a, movie. That hurts. I also like the, um, I like the way it looks. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, I it mean, was a well done movie. Yeah. With the, like, they did that, like, Forrest Gump kind of, uh, uh, that, like, the effect where they show Bill Clinton, like, oh, sitting yeah, in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. they're, like, talks. Yeah. It's, yeah. That was kind of cheesy, but, like. It was, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. I mean, especially for the time. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we didn't know better yet. I know. You know. No, and I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people that still 
don't like this movie, but I love this movie. I think it was. I yeah. think it was wonderful. I do too. There's, and I and think this is still Jodie Foster, like at the top of her game. I know oh, she really yeah. doesn't do much anymore. I don't think she ever had a bottom of her game. No, I mean she does kind of like poopy stuff now, like Hotel Artemis and stuff. Like, but she's, she's still not, excellent in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For that's sure. kind of my. That's kind of my thing. Is that the movie might not be great, but she is. Yeah, she can carry. Flight plan comes to mind. I don't know if either one of you have seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, which tells you a lot. And then there was the Fincher one, <laughs> Panic Room, but that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go comedy. Yeah. And and really blow this out of the water. I'm gonna go Life of Brian. Okay, <laughs> that was one of the ones that on my list to watch, um, but I didn't get around to it. That that one, I mean, literally, it's the story of Jesus's next door neighbor who is mistaken by all the people of the village be for being the Messiah. And it is about as Monty Python as a Monty Python mm-hmm. movie can get. I I actually prefer it to the Holy Grail. Like, I know that that's almost sacrilege these days. But, I don't think so. But I love the Holy Grail, but Life of Brian, I think, is just a little bit better. Um there's one scene in it that has stuck with me my entire life, and it's um, John Cleese as the Roman centurion, and uh, Eric Idle is, or not Eric, not Eric Idle, Michael Palin. No. No, it's uh, Graham, <sighs> Graham Chapman. Yes. Graham Chapman is doing graffiti for the, the People's Liberation Army of Judea or the Judean People's Liberation Front, or whatever. But he's doing all this anti-Roman graffiti all over the side of the temple. And John Cleese's character comes over and looks at it. He's like, did you do this? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. No, I mean, no, no, I (laughs) I didn't, no. No. (laughs) And he's like, that's an interesting conjugation, don't you think? Shouldn't it be this? And And corrects his Latin on it, and then makes him write it a hundred more times on the wall in the proper form of Latin with the proper tense, with the t- proper tense verbs. And so, because he's like, no, this says home go Romans. <laughs> 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 Not Romans go home. <laughs> go homes, Romans. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that whole, that scene has always stuck with me. The always look on the bright side of life is one mm-hmm. of the greatest songs ever made by human beings. They close every Iron Maiden show out with that. Of course. <laughs> of course. Monty Python closed out every one of their shows with it, too. Um, yeah. I mean, freaking Life of Brian, man. Yeah. So, this film is not specifically about God, even though I look at this film as it's like it's a biblical morality tale. Mother, Darren Aronofsky's mother have you guys seen this film no just an amazing movie and a lot of people when it came out didn't really understand it but it really is kind of like a modernized tale spun out of the bible but it's really about you know mother you know giving birth and um the replication of the human species and just like uh society falling apart but if you watch this movie, there is definitely a very godly undercurrent to it. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that Aronofsky is an atheist as well. 
So he always has a very interesting take on stories from the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, because he did Noah as well, which was another Bible story, Mm -hmm. you know, that he did. Did you guys see that one? Nope. I didn't even know about that one. Oh, my God. Russell 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 Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I really wanted to see it. It's just one I I forgot about it. Keep not getting a chance to see. Like, I never see it anywhere. We need to, like, schedule some more movie nights is what well, we dude, need. Dude, we're going to have uh, have a bunch at my house this year. Um, But so. Mother, it's it's part Bible study. It's part horror. It's part, you know, looking at how we treat each other and mm-hmm. how we ravage each other, mm-hmm. you know, when um, we put ourselves out there. It's a very interesting story. But, again, there's this very, like godly like i said undercurrent to it yeah i definitely suggest seeing it i think you'll love it Mm -hmm. uh it's violent but it's not like uber violent but then when it gets really violent it goes hardcore yeah um a lot of people were very upset with the ending of the film because it kind of i like how people know that kind of goes there so mother is a definite suggestion and also I had Noah on my list as well. Definitely check out both of those movies. I mean Aronofsky is one of my favorite directors of all time, so I can't suggest his I can't stuff. remember what else he's made. Requiem for a dream. Oh. Tons. Not tons. Didn't he do but... Pi too? Is... No. 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 Requiem for a Dream actually kinda killed it for me. Really? You didn't enjoy that? No. Think of... no. It's a hard watch. I just didn't think it was enjoyable. But anyway. It isn't. No, I mean, it, like, from a cinematic standpoint, I, did, yeah. I didn't. Oh, no, he did do Pi. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he did Pi. He's done a lot of good stuff. Noah, The Fountain. Yeah. We did I've, a whole podcast on him years ago. I've, so. I've never seen Doesn't The Fountain, but I've, I've always heard, like, just back and forth good no, and Fincher. bad. No, That's Fincher. Yeah, Fincher. So, all right, Mara, we're back to you. Okay. Oh, I'm just looking to see where I can. Yeah. Oh, see Black Mother. Swan, of course, too. Thank you, Don. Black Swan. That wasn't. That was one that I always wanted to see, but I never. It was good. Most yeah. of his movies, I feel like I want to see, and then I don't like right away, and then it just kind of goes to the bottom of the list, and it's just the never-ending queue of movies, and mm. then there's just movies <laughs> that I've never heard of from like 1925 that I need to see, and it's like. Isn't that the brutal one <sighs> when when people are like, you need to see the silent movie. It's amazing. And you're like, what? Why? And they tell you about it. You're like, crap, I need to see that movie. Well, I'm just saying that, that you know, it's just always movies coming out. Like, yeah. you know, that for whatever one reason or another, it's like, it wasn't on VHS. It wasn't on TV. They never put it on Blu-ray. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, you know, some some someone got the rights to it. So they're streaming it on some weird streaming service. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, Pokemon never heard of this, and it's like <laughs> because it was, you know, at the theater in 1985 for two weeks, and that was that. Yeah. All right. You're, okay. What, what's yours? Anyway, another sci-fi movie I'm going to go with right now, cool. and and a one that I didn't realize that people kind of like like to to poo poo on, and that's Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Written and directed by William Shatner. Yes, and it, it, <laughs> it and I had I looked at and I I was just looking at the Wikipedia entry as I watched it and um, <clears throat> it flopped 
Uh, it was kind of like, I guess, damned from the beginning because no one, in, none of the other characters liked the, the screenplay or the story that William Shatner had come up with. So it, it's, it was picked apart and everything and changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of a, a little bit of a hokey story, but I really liked it. It is hokey. It's, a, it's essentially Spock's <laughs> half-brother hijacks the Enterprise. Sarek, yep. Sarah's is this, Cybok. Oh, Cybok. Sorry, you're right. Cybok, that's uh, right. So he Mara hi- dropping the Trek knowledge on us. <laughs> All right. I, Fuck yeah. 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 I made my Spock reference before we were on the air, so you should know I know my, my shit here. Oh, we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, his Spock's half-brother Cybok hijacks the Enterprise, and he wants to take it to go beyond the Great Barrier where he thinks God's going to be. Yep. And, you know... And madness ensues. What bugged me about it was that it had such a great supporting cast for it that they brought in. Like mm-hmm. uh, David Warner as the, the governor, mm-hmm. the human governor f- for the, for the I can't remember the name of the planet, the desert planet. But he, he's in it, and I am a huge David Warner fan, mm-hmm. and his part was so unnecessary. Yeah. Like he's literally there as cannon fodder in the beginning of the movie, and that's it. And you're like, and but he's there for the whole movie, but he's, eh, he it could be anybody in that part. Yeah, it's kind of forgettable. I mean, the thing, it, the thing about that movie is, I think it's a lot of fan service. Oh yeah. And if you're at the point when that movie came out in 1989, you've you've seen, you know, like you've been with these characters for 20 years now, oh, over yeah. 20 years now. So it's like. The first twenty minutes of the movie is like them camping. Is Bones? Spock, I know. I love that. Kirk I love camping. it. Oh, yeah. I do too. I do too. But it's so fan service. Them, them and that's exactly row, row, that's row exactly what you want to see though. <laughs> after like three seasons of the show, four crazy movies. It's like let's watch these old dudes like camp Just have fun. and like give each other shit. You know yeah. they're cute. Um, it's cool, and I mean, the, the oh, like I, and, and, the, and, the the effects are really kind of like far out, oh, yeah. and kind and cool for yeah. what it is in the eighties. And I remember seeing it in theater. Oh, that must have been cool. It was cool. Um, I saw every Star Trek movie in the theater from Star Trek Two on. That's awesome. So yeah, I remember seeing Nemesis in the theater and being like, "Oh God, this is the end." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember knowing. This is the end of the next generation. Cast. It had to be. It yeah. had to be. Yeah. The movie was horrible. <laughs> Even Tom Hardy horrible. couldn't save it. Yeah. That was like his first, one of his first movies yeah. too. Yeah. I just think it's hysterical that that's Tom Hardy playing young Picard. I know. I know. Look at him now. Yeah. Now he's all, I'm Tom Hardy. But yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I guess I'm next, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with the obvious from Trevor answer here and go dogma <laughs> i was gonna pick that one too because but i figured you would so yeah I left yeah yeah dogma, dogma's <laughs> dogma's pretty much my wheelhouse alanis morissette's god mm-hmm. what else okay. can you say uh, yeah that, that tells you the whole movie that's the most important thing like it tells you kevin smith's viewpoint on christianity on faith on who god probably is yeah yeah. That a caring, nurturing, sarcastic, funny woman is God. And that explains everything you need to know about, about creation. 
and it's a that is a good movie too, like specifically about Christianity and about mm-hmm. religion and mm-hmm. about the way people perceive it mm-hmm. and and um, I guess uh, interpret it. Yep. But also about faith too. Yeah. About faith, about all of it. Yeah. And I mean, between Alan Rickman and Chris Rock, as their their characters were so spectacular. Yeah. I mean, Rufus, the 13th Apostle, and the Metatron, or the Metatron, the voice the Metatron. of God. Yes. God. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Hit me with that fish. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, I watch that movie far too often, a lot more often than I would like, I care to admit in public. Like, I would argue that this is easily Kevin Smith's best movie. I think this is his most well-rounded, mm-hmm. best directed, has the best script, and it's the one film of his that really sticks the landing. Yeah. Like, he 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 knew what he was going for thematically, and he didn't fuck it up at all. Yeah. Where, like, you can watch, like, you know, even, like, Chasing Amy, as perfect as it is, there's, like, some rough spots there's in There's a it. couple of rough spots. And then, there. like, um, you know, even Jay and Bob reboot. Like, it was fun. It was a blast, but the script is really rough. Oh, it really is. Really rough you can around tell the that, edges. Well, you know what's funny is that getting to see him talk about that one, you get to find out why the script is rough. Because it was it, the movie changed drastically when Stan Lee died. Okay. The whole third act mm. had to be rewritten. I still haven't seen this yet. I really want to. It's a, really it's, good. It's, yeah. it's a good smoke a ton of weed and well, like laugh your ass off. All his movies off, are. Okay. All his movies are like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What's my excuse? Dogma is you're, <laughs> you're just like naturally on a natural high. You're just naturally stoned. <laughs> or I just... Um, Dogma is definitely life. Kevin Smith's most ambitious movie, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Especially was, up to that point, too. Oh, yeah. Where he, he was, was in his career, yeah. Yeah, he was like at a career high at that point. Yeah. I think that was kind of like the plateau. I think for so him. too. I think a lot. Well, he I had a lot of controversy with that yeah. one. Um, I think a lot. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember seeing in the director's commentary on the DVD years and years ago that he was kind of like a little embarrassed. By by the end scenes of action, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not an action director. This is not good. See, you know, so- I, I honestly think that he's about to hit a, a new peak. You think so? I think so. I think now that he's healthy again and he got away from yoga hosers, I think. See, I thought yoga hosers was freaking brilliant. I still really haven't tough. seen that one either. That was the one I that- struggled with that one. I oh, now, I, really, really I honestly really, really liked Tusk. Tusk was brilliant. Yeah, I, I thought loved it was too. That movie. I thought it was too. Loved and it. then when I learned all about that it was based on that Smagcast, I was like, Well, this is freaking hilarious. And that makes it even better. Yeah. But I mean his his He Man Oh yeah, that I he's about producing that. Yeah. is looking Amazing, and he's yep. directing like half the episodes. That's gonna be cool. He's, Henry Rollins is doing one of the. I can't remember who he's doing. <laughs> he's doing Triclops, I believe. Yeah, it's, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's got that coming out. But he also his stuff for the CW has been ridiculously good because they're having him come in as a script doctor whenever he does the episodes mm-hmm. to direct for the the Arrowverse stuff. And you get some of the best. You get Kevin Smith dialogue in a in a in a DC TV show. That's cool. And so they're actually starting to really pressure him to come do a movie with them. So, 
I have a feeling we're going to get a Kevin Smith DC Comics movie in the near future. That'd be great. Wow, that's like that's shoot, that's like two decades in the making. Yeah, we've only been waiting since he wrote Green Arrow. I just I remember seeing Dogma. <laughs> I think we saw it at the main he art. Wrote Superman too. Mm-hmm. I think we saw it at the main art like the night it came out, mm-hmm. and there you know maybe like fifty people there or so, and you oh. know and this was like a big deal. You know, and we're thinking it's going to be packed, and it wasn't. You know, it kind of got like the art house treatment. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like walking out of there, being like, "Wow, like he really did something. Like this wasn't just Kevin Smith. This was it told, an idea. It told it told a yeah. perspective. Yeah. So yeah. And obviously, we got our daughter's name from this movie. So she's like, I, "I'm never going to watch that movie. I'm like one of these days, you're going to watch Dogma." You have to. She will. Yeah. She and then will. she'll get it and she'll love it. Yeah. Great film. Great, yeah. great film. So the next one I'm going to go with, I've only seen this movie twice, so I'm not going to have a lot to say about it, but 2011, Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. Very beautiful film. Yes. Just Jessica Chastain, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn. And oh, I've, I, I've seen the stuff for it. Just had. It's very art yeah it's a poetic movie yeah if the, I could use the term the narrative is not straightforward you know the, but tons of you know beautiful shots of nature tons of long shots mm-hmm. the movie is like nice suburban vibe yeah very suburban vibe um the movie is like a painting in many ways um and again the narrative it's not like this easy structure to follow it's it's Terrence Malick but this is a definite suggested viewing if you just want like these lustrous scenes and stuff like that. And the stars are really good in it too. Yeah, Brad Pitt does a really, really, really good job in it. I, I'm usually a fan of his, his anyway, but I think he gives a, a exceptionally emotional performance in that movie. He does really good. He really does, especially when you're not given a lot of lines to read. It's yeah. harder to carry a film and make it yeah. interesting, and they actually do that yeah. with this. Yeah. So it's a suggested watch. Again, not like one of my favorites. Like I said, I've seen it twice. I own the Blu-ray. Again, it's Malik, so not going to be in everybody's wheelhouse. Your mom might not like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my next one. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> it is a kind of hard topic. It it, it 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 parts of it are yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on your perspective on it because I I have a bunch of horror stuff that I have in mind. Yeah, I have okay. other sci-fi stuff. Like it can go anywhere with it. What you got, Mara? All right. Um, I haven't seen this one in a minute, so I and I wanted to rewatch it, but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> have time before we did this but bill and ted's bogus journey oh absolutely oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah station which also has the star trek uh reference in it too yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but i I, there's not really much i can say about other than i i mean i I don't yeah i really wanted to rewatch it because there wasn't a lot i remember about it other than the fact that it's like they go on this you know and like the first one they go on the time journey Mm -hmm. That's when they go on a metaphysical journey Mm -hmm. where they're kind of like figuring out the afterlife and, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with death. Hang out with death, play games with them, Mm -hmm. beat them at Twister. 
<laughs> I remember uh, really liking it more than Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Journey. Oh, really? Or, uh, whatever the other one's called. Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent <laughs> Adventure. Yeah, there you go. Forgot the word. And Bogus Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I, I remember seeing it in theaters and, and laughing my ass off. And then not really seeing it for a long time after that. Yeah. And then I finally saw it again, and I'm like, this isn't as, as bad as I remembered it being. Like, this is a lot more fun. It's way far yeah. out. It's, it's really, really it's weird. It's really out there, yeah. yeah. And I, I, But when I saw it the second time, I was also, that's back when I was still smoking weed and, and all that kind of stuff. So You should start that again. Yeah. I can't. You know, it gives me migraines. Oh, that's right. I, uh, Damn it. Here's the thing, and that's why I don't remember it, is I was like, I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch it that long ago, and I'm like, why can't I remember it? But I think I, think I was just smoking yeah. weed the whole time yeah. and having too good of a time. So I, I just remember, it's like, I don't remember much about it, but I remember I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have much to say about it, yeah, because I did not have time to rewatch. My next one is for Andrew. Uh-oh. And Andrew is going to appreciate this one. 2001. Yeah. Absolutely a movie about creation, yeah. about God, I, about, yeah, okay. about evolution, about... The journey of man, like it's it's all disguised as a sci-fi horror psychological movie, and there's just something amazing about it. You know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 obelisk is God in the mm-hmm. movie. You know, the the apes discover God, and all of a sudden tools become available tools the the evolution kickstarts the minute that they mm-hmm. discover god mm-hmm. and then ends when they discover when the next step happens when they re, when we rediscover it in a total visual masterpiece for its time oh, too yeah. oh yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's mind blowing really yeah we were just talking about the this on uh saturday about about it a little bit and how even the guy who's I can't remember his name now, the the main actor in it, is a pretty freaking mediocre actor in absolutely everything he did besides two thousand one. But Kubrick knew how to pull out a great performance out of him. Mm-hmm. With again, very little dialogue too. Mm-hmm. Very little. Mm-hmm. Very little. There's very few actors that can do Do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that performance is one of them. I mean it, it it's Utterly brilliant to see. I love the concept of God in the beginning, and then man becomes God and creates Hal, and Hal turns on man, and then man has to rediscover who God actually is in order to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. And I that that process in the movie I, I've always found absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I've not seen this in a while. I haven't seen it in probably eight years. It's been a minute I need since to I've seen it, it too. Soon. Yeah, but I, do too. I did write five papers on it when I was in high, between high school and film oh, school. Oh wow! So it was actually probably my favorite movie there for about a decade. And you just can't go wrong with Kubrick. You can't. No. You can't. no. Nope. In every aspect, there was the, never a bad Kubrick movie. The worst one is Spartacus. I would and agree. That's still amazing movie. Yeah. He <laughs> came in. He came in halfway on that, didn't he? 
That uh, he kind of... Like yeah, because it was a troubled production. Yeah. It was a troubled production. They can't, brought him in to fix it, but he reshot so much of the movie that it, basically 90% of it is Kubrick. Yeah. But he hates the movie so much that when he died, he said that they were not allowed to ever include it in the Kubrick collection. Yeah, it never was part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he probably just didn't feel like he owned it. Because it wasn't he his. He didn't, yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah. He, it was a studio film. Yeah. God, we've never done a podcast on Kubrick yet, have we? We should. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did we do one? Yeah, oh. you, me, Andrew, and Scott. Okay. Let's, let's do it again. <laughs> we'll do it I, again. I would come back for for. for we might one. need to pick a specific Kubrick movie. That'd be fun. We could do, Yeah. I would I would be like, down anything except for Barry Lyndon. I was going to say Lyndon. my picks Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could just do it just with me. We we'll just tape Mara. No, and, and, Andrew and oh God, Chris and, and, so and Chris much. Jordan both love love Barry Lyndon. Yeah, that's for one of me. My it's for me. It's probably my least favorite of the independent Kubrick movies. I just Full Metal Jacket to me is like life. That's yeah. a good one. Full Metal I, I usually just don't give a crap, though, after the first half. Yeah, because it's two that, separate movies. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It really is. It yeah. Really is. I remember I had my film as art class at college, and we were doing Vietnam on film. And it was like Platoon, Hamburger Hill. Uh, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Uh, yeah, Apocalypse yeah. Now, Full Metal Jacket. And I remember... You know, I had never noticed the split, you know, training, war. And, you know, mm-hmm. our professor pointing out this is actually two separate films, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people since then have actually kind of copied that. You know, you, you know, I, I loved the sim, the, the symbolism in the two halves. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie is about taking away humanity. Right. And the second half is about rediscovering it. Yeah. Yep. Which I've always thought was just the yeah. coolest thing. Yeah. So, back to films about God. I don't really know if this one really qualifies as a film about God, but I think it focuses on a greater being. And in this movie, the greater being is the sun. Danny Boyle's Sunshine. You've never seen Mm, it either? Never seen this. A horrifying film. Where basically it's sci-fi, they're sent out into space, and they're going to reignite the sun. They're going to get the sun going again. And You and Michelle told me about yeah, this that I need to see. It's it. very visceral and very hallucinogenic towards the end. But in the film, like the sun is that godly presence. Yeah, It's the greater life. thing. It's mm-hmm. life. It's mm-hmm. basically giving humans life or death and they're basically going to sacrifice themselves to jumpstart the sun jumpstart the sun and give life back to the planet mm-hmm. yeah so visually arresting movie is Ewan McGregor in it no he's not it's uh Killian Murphy oh okay yeah he's the star and then uh Chris Evans isn't it as well there's a lot of people in this movie the beginning has a very alien-esque feel. Everybody around the table, on the spaceship, coming out of stasis, but you know, all that stuff going on. But definitely not a film directly about God, but again about... Greater powers. A greater power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that's affecting life. 
Mm-hmm. So if you've not seen that movie, I suggest you see it because it's one of my favorite sci-fi films the last 10 or, well, probably 15 years now. So <laughs> definitely, definitely see it. I need to see it. And Killian Murphy, I mean. I love him. That dude can. That dude can act. Yeah. Yeah. He gets nowhere near enough credit. No, no, because he doesn't, he doesn't do enough. He does Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Is that still on? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh. Oh. I've heard so nothing good but good things about that, too. He is too. so good in it. Yeah. So that it's a definite watch. It's a must see, especially okay. if you're a sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're a fan I'm of a Danny, Danny Boyle. Boyle, I'm a Danny Boyle, Killian Murphy, Cillian okay. Murphy or however you pronounce his name. As long as you don't watch Train Spotting 2, we'll be good. I actually didn't hate Train Spotting 2. I forgot they even did that. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't, I I didn't, didn't watch it. it. Johnny Lee Miller in it made yeah. me very happy. Okay, he was great. Ewan was great. You, I just both did, of them. Bremer and McGregor. I didn't enjoy the repetition of the story. It definitely felt like part like, two. Yeah. Or like the redo. Yes. But so, at, but it was so cool to revisit the characters. Yeah, it was. And the music was good still, too. Oh, God, yeah. All right. Another round robin. Mara, what you got for me? Hit me. Oh, I just thought of something and I forgot. Aww. Oh. Yeah. Spit it, girl. Uh, come back. Skip me for now. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go Stigmata. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that movie. I remember what mine was now. Okay. Um, Patricia Arquette in that movie. Amazing. Um, Gabriel Byrne as the priest. Yes. I mean, that whole thing blew my mind. Um, just re- had a rewatch of it a few weeks ago, a couple months, maybe a couple months ago. And I had forgotten so much of the 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 political aspects of the movie that are there that it kind of blew my mind just how can how damning it was of the Catholic Church um, that it made not just God a villain but it made the Catholic Church a villain and it was very interesting to see that God is attacking this atheist woman with signs of the cross killing her slowly while the Catholic Church is more concerned with her being an atheist than what's happening to her. And it's just like, holy crap. Like, that's a lot heavier than I remembered it being. Hmm. I just remembered it being a good a good right, right. thriller. And then, yeah, but on rewatch, it was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no pun intended. No, or pun intended. <laughs> pun fully Intended. That was one that I saw at the theater in my teenage days to like get out of the house, and I yeah. remember thinking like what? I did not like it. Oh, I it'd be it. interesting to rewatch it though. You might. It was really, it was really interesting, yeah. and and a love dynamic between the priest and her was really interesting too. Yeah. Um, where it, it like I said, <clears throat> it was really this mat like condemnation of a lot of things all at mm-hmm. once, and and. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about that that I found very compelling. I'm going to kind of spin off that. 1988, The Seventh Sign. Oh, Demi Moore at her best. Demi Moore and Jürgen Prochnow. Yep, yep. Jürgen. Jürgen Prochnow. Jürgen Prochnow. Yeah. A movie about the seven signs of the apocalypse yep. and Earth basically coming Yep. To an end, it's about the apocalypse. Yep. I don't think you have a film that's more God than this. You know, this this film is about God's wrath mm-hmm. and basically trying to eliminate the planet for yeah for our the apocalypse. Sins. Yeah, 
very dark, oh, dark movie. Un- it, unsettling. It flopped at the box office. Like it only made like eighteen million dollars total. I know. Yeah, but this, I remember I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I did too, and, and I loved it. I owned it on VHS for years. Me and I my did mom too. used to rewatch this. I had it on VHS, but I, I've never bought it on any other media. Yeah, I think this is actually a, like a must-see film. Oh, and that's right. She's pregnant with what's going to be the second coming of Christ, correct? Or it's the Antichrist. No, she's pregnant with the Antichrist. That's right. That's the Antichrist, yeah. And Jürgen Prochnow is the priest. Right. And then who was the... Um, oh, man. Michael oh. Bean was in it also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Jürgen Prochnow was the boarder. David, he was Jesus of Nazareth. That's right. Yeah, he was Jesus returned, basically. That's right. So the seventh sign, this is just one of those movies that never gets talked about. I know. Really. It's, and it's and it's, it's funny because it's about the breaking of the seals of the apocalypse, and, and, and the way that they cover so much of it was so intensely well, they, uncomfortable. They just fit it into the story yeah. so well. They yeah. interwove it into like this very human tale about her being pregnant and about to give birth to something very nasty. Yeah. So the end of the world, essentially. Yeah. If you can find a copy of The Seventh Sign, I'm not sure if it's available for streaming anywhere. But yeah, this is a strong, strong suggestion. So you can rent it on Prime for two bucks. Is it? Oh, that's bucks. not bad. Yeah, yeah watch it tonight. It's, it's worth it. It's worth a watch. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I won't because I'm going home and going to bed yeah, after this. I'm but, not. But I'm old and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you got one for us, Mara? Yeah, I do. All right. I, have, yeah. I, the, I completely, completely forgot about this movie till, till right now, too. And that's the movie Hail Mary, um, French film by Jean-Luc Godard from 1985. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is a, a modern retelling of a virgin birth mm-hmm. of a young girl named Marie. And it's, it's pretty... It's kind of cheesy and weird, but um, I guess at the time it was like really controversial. It was. The Catholic Church didn't want, want anyone mm-hmm. to see it. It was, you know, sacrilegious and everything like that. And um, so if you go into it like looking for something like, you know, shocking, you're kind of going to be disappointed. Wasn't that one of the ones that the uh, the women, the oh, I can't remember what the group's called. It's a, a, a group of, of Catholic women. Yeah, that protest basically right. anything. I, I thought I, it was some, remember, a group of nuns, but you might be right. Yeah, it was Tipper Gore. It, it, uh, yeah, I think, I think maybe. it was her. Yeah. But yeah, it was this whole coalition that came out and said it was pornography. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> pornography and a sin against God. Yeah, and I remember it just being like this huge deal. Yeah, making, I like the way this sounds. And I, was, I know it's not that. I was like not nine. That exciting. <laughs> was, I was nine when it came out, and I remember the the furor yeah. over it. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing about it and being like, "Oh my God, I have to see this," and like yeah. kind of being a little let down. But you know, at the same time, it's you know. It's a beautiful it's, Godard movie. Yeah, it is. It's Godard. It's you know, so it's like it was. It was a good time. It's it's funny. I can sit here. You like I can sit here and poo poo like Malik and that kind of stuff. Where I'm like, I don't. I'm just not that big of a fan of just movies that are all about visuals. But then I can freaking like binge watch Godard movies. Well, the Godard movies <laughs> pro- is uh, arguably a vlo- very, very, very straightforward narrative compared to Terrence They are. Malik. They are. They are a lot more straightforward. But they're but they're also like ninety percent of why you're watching it is because they're beautiful. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I can make fun of the Mal, or not make fun of, but I can be like, eh, Malik, I don't know, not really my thing, but Godard, and I'm there. Yeah. Ugh. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sad that way. <laughs> um, oh, that, yeah, that was a good And movie. then I kind of, I, I mean, I have a throwaway, too. That Ooh, was going to be my, th- throwaway. that was going to be like, if I have nothing else to say, I was going to say The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though it's more... I, see, I would go farther. I'd say Exorcist 2. Yeah. I never saw that one. The 2 is more so. about God and about gods than than yeah. 1 was. Well, yeah. I mean, 1 is essentially like, you know, the priest is dealing with, you know, his own faith and, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of feel like any movie that's like where people are grappling with faith and and um, the, the like, their emotional side and their logical side... Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was going when yeah. I was thinking about this topic. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a lot of faith in that movie. Uh-huh. I mean, to try and exercise Pazuzu. Yeah. Yeah. Let's exercise. Exercise? <laughs> Come on, let's what? exercise. <laughs> they're ja- they're, jazzerci- they're <laughs> jazzercising Pazuzu. <laughs> <laughs> I, my next one... It actually stars Mara's favorite musician of all time. Prophecy two. The prophecy. He was in the first one. He no, was the he first was in angel. The one. He was in the first. He was no, the he first wasn't. angel to die. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I think he was the prophecy two. You could look it up, but I'm telling you right now that he was in prophecy two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I could have sworn that he was the first angel that that dies in the movie and in, hits the car. I think in the second No, he one. dies in the second one only two seconds. Yeah. Really? Damn you, Danzig. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm upset. Oh, you're right. It was Jeff <laughs> Cadienti was Uziel in the first yeah, one. Yeah. Ah. Well, curses. But still. Either way. <laughs> curses. The, the prophecy, the first one, because the rest of them are... I've never seen the first first one. I've oh, only seen the second one. <laughs> She's like Danzig's in this one. The the I loved Elias Codius in this movie. Oh yeah, he's great. He he's was always great. so good in it. Vigo Mortensen is the devil. Is amazing. Like that that him in that movie is why I was okay with him playing um what's his Aragorn. In Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was purely because of, of the prophecy. I was like, he was such a great devil. He'll be interesting to see. Um, Virginia Madsen was great. And the story, and Christopher Walken. I mean. Damn. That's, that's all you need, you know. <laughs> is, yeah, I mean. Oh, the movie was so uncomfortable and wonderful. We need more Chris Walken impersonations on this show, you know. Well, I can try, but I don't know what you want from me anymore. anymore. I come here all the time, and you're looking at me, and all I got to say is popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just... The Passion of the Christ. Okay. You know, Mel Gibson is a director... I know we don't like him as a person. He's a very, very 
bad person. And he loves to make a bloody movie. Oh, my good God, does he? Yeah. That he loves movie. the gore. Yeah. Between it and Braveheart. I mean, Jesus. Apocalypto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean? Apocalypto. Yeah. Jesus, I forgot about that one. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, maybe <laughs> again. again. It might be. Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, Passion of the Christ. I mean, it's just brutal. How many movies mm-hmm. can you think of made in the Aramaic? None. Yeah. One. One. And, you know, there's he, him and Caviezel are still yeah. trying to make a sequel. I know. How the this. hell do you make a sequel? Wow. Yeah. It's going to be about the return of Christ is what I'm understanding. So they're going to make like a. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I think they need to do? I'm I down think, to see this. To I, I think they <laughs> need to make the Mormon Bible version. Yeah. So he comes back in South America. And then he can Mel Gibson can combine Apocalypto and Passion of the Christ into one movie. Do like Apocalypto 2, the return of the Jesus Christ. The return of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like he comes back to like dole out all this <laughs> ultra violence. Jesus is back, and now he has the flail. <laughs> Jesus is back, and he's the devil. <laughs> and he'll beat the devil out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is more of like a straightforward. That's film about as, as about the Son of God. Yep, I've watched this movie one time. I believe I gave you the Blu-ray to sell on eBay yeah. because there was no reason for me to ever watch this movie again. Mm-mm. Great yeah. filmmaking. You know what's I- cracking me up is that we've all ignored like one of the best movies ever made. What is that? Actually, two of them. Seventh Seal. Yep. I was going to mention that one, too, but I didn't have a chance to watch it. And um, Last Temptation of Christ. I just thought of that one right now because we're talking about the Passion of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Last Temptation was on my list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's freaking brilliant. David Bowie's in that one. Yes, Scorsese directed this, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Willem Dafoe is Jesus. That's right. Um, Have you ever seen it? Yes. Yeah, oh. I own it. I've got the Criterion disc of it. Okay, because holy crap, the the, the, the whole sec. Let's go back to passion, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you? I'm done. I, I okay. can't. I can't talk anymore. I would say about he. he I, I. I figured that he was done when he. He's, I'm done. Uh, he's like I saw it once. That's an. Oh I yeah. Need to fucking see it. <laughs> Sorry. At that point, I was like, "Well, that sounds like a. I'm done with this movie." Um. What do you got? What do you have? Oh me? Yeah. We can go back to mine. I, I am t- I'm kind of tapped out because I had, like you mentioned, I had Seventh Seal, but I didn't have a chance to go watch it yeah. or rewatch it. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. Yeah. So yeah. I can't. It's like. Yeah, I don't know if I could actually talk talk about it because I haven't seen it since maybe yeah. film school. And and then my other one was Jesus Christ Superstar, which was another one I haven't seen since middle school. Jesus Christ. Which I was like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little. I, I don't really like it, but I kind of like. It's really I, catchy. I, I like to dislike it almost because I'm not like a music. I'm not a musical fan like at all. I like I little love shop. Them. I can't get enough of them. I only like I, like I can't little tell shop. If that's sarcasm or not? It's not sarcasm. Oh thank God! I'm Put not the only one. a good musical in front of me, and I will eat that shit up. I even get like irritated when they do musical numbers, like 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 on a show a lot, if, like if on it's The a- Simpsons or something. I'm like. If it's a cheesy musical, no. But if it's like Les Mis, like I could watch that like all week no, long. No, it doesn't even matter for me. No, I like Grease. I like Little Shop of Horrors. I like Little Mermaid. I can do those too. All. But of if her. it's like corny, like what was the um, 
the rock and roll one a couple years ago with Tom Cruise. Rock of Ages. Like that. That was me. terrible. That was that movie was pretty damn terrible. It was, but it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, for me, like Pirates of Penzance, amazing with Kevin Klein, Linda Ronstadt, yeah, yeah. and and all them. Love yeah. that. Oliver with, uh, um, oh, I can't even remember who's in it. Amazing cast though. Um, Oliver Reed as as Bill Sykes in that. Great. Um, no, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm an unabashed musical fan. Unabashed. We actually covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah, we covered a lot of movies pretty quick. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of... Yeah. There for, are. I mean, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Evan Almighty. Mm-hmm. Evan Almighty. I mean, literally two movies about God. Yeah. And about being God. I also kept thinking of, I didn't want to talk about it because I don't really like this movie and I have nothing to say about it, but I kept thinking of Little Nicky. Because oh yeah, Ozzy Osbourne's in it as God. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. a lot. There's a lot of movies, and then it's like you know, because you can go like like we were saying, real straightforward, like something like Oh God, or Passion of the Christ, or yeah. we can we were you know go more like off the wall, like 2001, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Contact, and all these other things we're talking about. So. It's just different ways we can you can go with it. You, yeah, that's kind of why I liked the subject. Yeah. Like I said, I'm. It's not. It's not my favorite subject until you start thinking about it, and then you're like, "Holy crap!" There's yeah, a lot of really good stuff in this. Yeah. In, the, in there. I know, and I even asked my friend, uh, like, just to get someone else's, like, I guess, like, mind on it. Like, when are some movies about God? And she told me a bunch of movies that I never would have thought of that I, I are on like my list now to to watch. Really? So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the ones I was going to say was both versions of the Ten Commandments are amazing. The Cecil B. DeMille one. Yeah. Um, and the... the uh, There was like a TV version, right, or something? Well, earlier. Um, I can't remember his name. Silent Movie. Um, okay. I can't remember the name of the director. He's the guy who did... Um, what didn't he do? But he did the one with the, with the the Ku Klux Klan writing and oh D W Griffith. Thank you, Griffiths uh, Ten Commandments that actually had the largest sets ever made for a film. Nineteen twenty three. Mm hmm. They just found the sets, by the way. They never tore down the sets, and um, they found them buried in the desert. Still, wow. Yeah. Um. They basically built. It would be like three square blocks of Egypt and, and Rome. They built sets for Are you it. talking about intolerance? Intolerance, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, was, that was up for a long time in there, but that's been torn down since. Actually, they just found it. They just found a whole bunch of the sets for it. You have to there, send me that in yeah, article because ar- that there's, doesn't there's, there's sound actual, actual, actual ar- yeah. archaeologists were searching for it. And that's they ju- crazy. I, I shared the article... A couple few months ago. Yeah. When they first found it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. All right. Are we done? I'm, I'm tapped out. I, I think but I'm, I'm, I'm But I got like a list yeah. of movies I want to watch, though. So that's cool. That's good. I've been looking for other things to watch besides just horror. Yeah, because horror, so... you know, I love horror, too. But over time, you get like. I just need something else. Yeah. Did you watch Deadlands yet? No. Really yeah, good horror. really good horror. Is that the one with like the warriors in it? Yeah, that's the the indigenous. Yeah, Deadlands is cool. Yeah. Uh you got to see VFW. Mm. 
I suggested that two weeks ago. Nosferatu. Yeah, the, you got to see the VFW. Hill one. That's I think on streaming now too. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Yep. Adios. We're getting tired. Nighty night. Nighty night. We'll see you next week. Bye. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find the Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. 